Today's show is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. It's Cyber Monday, December 1st through 3rd. It's a 25% off site-wide sale. Use code CyberMonday on CuffLinks.com slash DVR today. Look good when you step out in the morning. Elevate your style. Go to CuffLinks.com now. Check out what they've got. All the great stuff you need, whether it's the geeky Marvel, DC, Game of Thrones stuff, or it's just the regular awesome-looking dress-up stuff, they've got it at CuffLinks.com. So use that code, Cyber Monday, December 1st through 3rd, 25% off site-wide. CuffLinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Watchmen. My name is Axel, and my co-host today is Andy. Today we're going to be giving you our initial reactions to Watchmen Season 1, Episode 7, entitled An Almost Religious Awe, written by Stacey osei Kofur and Damon Lindelof, and directed by Nicole Castle. She also directed the pilot, if you remember. You can send us feedback to dvrpodcast at gmail.com and check out dvrpodcast.com. Thanks to Lady Foe for the very kind iTunes review. Keep them coming. I set a goal of 50, and we're at 40, so we're almost there. I've also set a goal of 30 patrons this Watchmen season, and with Tay, John, and Elena recently joining us, we're at 26, so we got four more there, and for $3 a month, you get like five to seven pods a week, ad-free. Come and join us, just like Andy. Andy's a patron. How you doing, Andy? I am great. I am great. It is. Uh, this is going to be fun. Yes, man. What an ep- Let's just start. I mean, Cal is Dr. Manhattan. Did you see that coming? Uh, no, but I think we all should have. Yeah. I- but, yeah. When, when, I, when uh, we kind of been talking for a few weeks that I was coming on this week, so I had uh, this last week with we, we had a huge snowstorm here and a vacation. I went back and read the book for the first time in about 10 years and rewatched everything in the last two days. And there were so many hints that he was that guy. I don't think if I would have hadn't rewatched it, I wouldn't have thought of them all, but so many hints. I mean, it was right in front of our faces and I didn't pick up on it at all. Yeah, there was, you know, I can remember when they mentioned the accident and Mm -hmm. I can remember us talking about it on the podcast and saying like, something's up with Cal or is he, and then I kind of figured, oh, maybe he was a masked hero with her in yep. Vietnam, or he was a cop, and there was an accident. Um, we were all wondering what happened to him during the White Night, when yep. he just kind of disappears behind the couch, and then yep. all of a sudden, everybody, you know, she's about to get shot, and then she just wakes up in a hospital. Yep. Um, so it's like there were these mysterious things around him. But well, I, and oh, go ahead. I was going to say the thing that I really caught of that I that I picked up on the rewatch that I thought that I was did the earlier today and last night was the conversation that he had with the two kids about heaven and how it was like, you just exist and then you don't exist. And after reading the book, uh, Watchmen book, that's exactly how Manhattan talks. He's yes. it's everything is a matter of fact. Everything is all this kind of stuff. There's also uh, Blake who had said, there's no way you're, you're cheating on your, on your husband. Cause Cal is hot. She has a thing for Cal. I mean, there's there's things there. That <laughs> even even all the Superman stuff they dropped in Cal L, the name of Superman, Cal Cal L. I mean, yeah. it, 
there's a lot of little hints. I'm like, of course it's him. As soon as it happened, I was like, <laughs> of course. How did I not see this? It's made perfect sense. And I thought it was so cool the way she takes the hammer. I love Regina King is like, oh, God, yeah. she is amazing. And just her voice, too, is amazing. The way she just takes that hammer, she holds yeah. it down there. They give us the gratuitous you know, shot from behind so we can see it again. And yep. she's like, it's time to come out of the shell. And I knew that just meant she was going to. I wasn't sure if she was going to like rip his head off and then, you know, the blue was going to come shining out and pouring out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool that it was like, he had like contained himself within this little like contraption. And then he could kind of like be uh, escape, uh, escape from that. And it made me think just for a second when she was doing that. I was just thinking of um, Vite and where he is and how he's trapped. And was this some kind of like agreement that they made? Like, I'm going to go away. You know, I mean, it, I guess it would have had, you don't know how long ago Angela and Cal met, right? Um, but yeah, I don't I'm, think so. You know, so I, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to figure out because now that we see, obviously, Dr. Manhattan's powers have grown. Um, There were a couple of things too. How many times did they say in the show, Dr. Manhattan can't take the shape of a human. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Those same kind of things that they drop out where we all sort of been. Yeah. It's obviously a human. I mean, it's yeah. Oh yeah. Just great. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. great, It was really interesting. I'm just trying to see how, see kind of past the initial shock. Yeah. And understanding it, what it says for the rest of the story. Um, and I, I don't know, I just kind of saw a connection there between like these two men and the way Vite said, I thought this would be a paradise. It's like they maybe kind of both agreed to live differently or try a new life. I understand why Dr. Manhattan would do this. Um, well, and I mean, in the at the very end of the comic book, too, he says – Maybe I'll go create a new life. Maybe this is what he was referring to. Yeah. Some type of new human hybrid thing or living inside a human or I don't. Yeah. I I cannot wait to find out. Well, you know, having just read the comic, you do remember too that the, the, the emotional impact. I mean, so much of that, the psychic uh, squid blast, every it's about uh, dealing with your own emotions, right? And yep. dealing with yourself and your humanity. And yep. it was Lori's story and the story of the comedian trying to rape Silk Spectre one, and then later them becoming a couple and having Lori. It's the humanity of that, that kind of opened him up. Yeah. And that's why he even was like receptive to the other watchmen when they came, when, you know, they visited yeah. him and when they went to get Vite and everything. Yeah. Uh, Antarctica, yeah. Yeah. In the end. So it makes sense that kind of like the idea that to explore that would not be to go out into the stars. He kind of understood that already. The thing he didn't yeah. understand was humanity and love and emotion. Yep. <clears throat> and then I guess he found that with Angela. Yeah, and and with the kids. I mean, he obviously mm, loved the kids too, yeah. which is also a very because like Angela even said, knowing who she is. I mean, knowing who he is, she even said at one time, "You're a great dad," and that that doesn't seem to be the same 
uh, same at Manhattan as it was in the comic books because he's so detached from everything. And so, so maybe this was what he wanted to create, like the next step in his own evolution too, or something yeah. that he actually can have some of that. Well, how, how he, it seemed when, when as Cal, he was saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? It seemed like he was, he didn't know that he was Dr. Yeah. Manhattan Yeah, or maybe, but you but as you say, it's like his personality came through anyway, yeah. because it was the basis of him. It was like a clone of some sort of him. It's the same idea as Lady True putting the memories of her mother back into her mother, yeah, as him having inside of himself himself, but then allowing the new experience to form what is that. Even though, in essence, he still is Dr. Manhattan, like you say, when he's talking to the kids, the way he talked to Angela, I don't like to lie. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's just, it's really fascinating the way they kind of go back and forth. And again, it's flipping the characters where Hooded Justice turned out to be black. Now, Dr. Manhattan chose <laughs> to be black. Yeah. Yeah. And was he was like the original I want I want to know if the like if they flash back far enough to see the original John before he became before he became Dr. Manhattan in the first place was he still the same is he still going to be the same guy? Is he still going to be the black guy? Is he going to be or I don't know. That's just a whole other question. Oh, that's said. interesting. Like I don't know if they yeah. do that too because I think that people knew who John was, you know. Yeah, that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of what I had thought, but I I don't know. I'm and yeah, that wouldn't make sense actually with all the. I mean, him. If it's a, if you see it as a sequel to the comic, he's definitely white. In the yes, comic. yeah. I don't think they'd go there. But then again, hey, we just found out that. You know, yeah, was, yeah, exactly. And, and the Who thing knows? that really worked for me was that Angela is the character that I trusted the most. Yep. So for her to be the one holding this lie, yeah. Um. I didn't believe it until I, and I really, I didn't even really believe it, even though I kind of figured what was going to happen when she had the hammer until she hit him in the head. And I saw the, the injury on his head. Then I was like, okay, this is really happening. She's been lying to us the whole time. Well, and with all the other weird flashbacks and everything she had, I wasn't entirely convinced mm. that this wasn't something in until she, uh, part of that Regina King was so damn good in that scene that I was, I couldn't tell if it was, if she was going a little crazy or if she was, if this was a legit thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is legit, but it was, she was so good in that. It was, yeah. it's just crazy. And I, I'm thinking too of the, um, the analogy between Will's experience, the way they kept on flashing and hers of seeing her parents die, yep. going through that, and the way that his um, his parents were killed by the Clan, but her parents were killed by Vietnamese yeah. kind of fighting for the freedom of their country. Yep. which can be would be considered terrorists, but you know, terrorist yeah. is one man's freedom fighter. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, and and then when her grandmother just dies behind the cab, too, it's yeah. like there's an analogy with Laurie, and you can see was Doctor Manhattan drawn to that sadness, 
Yeah. You know, like Lady True said, we all, we go over our sad experiences again and again and again, because we're afraid of the freedom. Yeah. Oh man, that was, that was, that was, that was great. <laughs> that was just so great. The, the one, when, now that you're talking about that Vietnam flashback too, I did think it was a little, I don't know, disturbing is not the right word, but when, when, uh, young Angela, um, uh, fingers, the guy who would, uh, the guy that was doing the puppet show and they basically took the guy out back and shot him and she wanted to listen. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a, that's, I don't know. That seems pretty hard edged. Well, I mean, Angela is hard edged anyways, but I don't know. Something with that just stuck with me. It seemed like that's an important piece that I can't figure out why that was. I don't know. It, it, don't does know seem, there, but. it seems very Dr. Manhattan like though. Yeah. And, and it's like they connect on, you can kind of see Angela and then Dr. Manhattan and see the ways that they would fall in love, you know, that they would connect because he does see the world so black and white, right? This is the way things are. And she does too, but she's also capable of understanding and has experienced these deep human emotions and experiences, uh, that she brings to the table, but yeah, that was really that was almost a little bit of a tell as well, because it was. That, oh, that, I was going to say that scene too. It also reminded me a little bit of uh, somebody wrote in uh, on your show with Roberto. I want to say might have been Ben, maybe that said that she, he thought Sister Knight might be the Rorschach of this, mm. and that to me that was kind of like the I that was, I, I thought that was some awesome piece of feedback that I never would have even dreamt of but i love that idea and the whole how borshak was all about justice all the time it also gave me that vibe that maybe she's just complete justice she has to have justice and that was justice and that's what has to happen yeah that's that's a great point that's a so great i don't know point. Could, i mean both my ideas kind of contradict each other but i'm good at doing that so what can i say <laughs> we all are man yeah this yeah. gave us a lot to think about i mean i want to compliment um, we actually watched my wife and I, she didn't get a chance to watch last week's episode because I, uh, jumped on live on the YouTube Oh yeah, uh, right <laughs> after. And I watched it East coast style. So she waited and we watched both of them in a row and I had not yet done that. You know, I'm not like, I'm yep. not, I'm not yep. already rewatching yet. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, consecutively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, back to back. Yeah. But, but this was to see these episodes back to back, the consistency and the way in which they melded the dreamlike sequences into this episode, the direction, yeah. the music, um, the oh, colors, yeah. the light, everything. It was just another masterpiece of an episode. They're packing so much into these, and I oh. felt like both of them were like three hours long, but I also felt like they were five minutes long. Well, I think this one was a little bit. I think this one was close to an hour and ten. I think okay. this one was longer. Okay, I, I remember looking at my little timer when I started, and I was surprised to see how long it was. So, yeah, wow, this is awesome, and just that blue light on her face, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it yeah. kind of reminds you of the mask she wears, like. Uh-huh. It's so, man, God damn, this thing is so interesting and deep. Yeah, um, so intricate. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, Lori and Lori going over to Judd's widow. Well, before before oh, we do ahead. that, 
I got one other thing I want to ask about Manhattan. Okay, cool. How many people do you think know that he is Dr. Manhattan? Because I think it's it has to be more than just Angela. Lady True has to know, doesn't she? I think, yeah, that's a great point. I, because I, she yeah. said she said something like, don't you want to know who she is before oh, she thanks. walks out? Thank you. Yo, Andy, you're the best, bro. My, I was saying this to my wife because, remember, we had been talking about how – when we found out that Will and Lady True were working together, one of the things that Will said is that it would destroy her family mm-hmm. or mess up her family. And we were trying to figure out how is this going to mess up her family? Well, yeah. obviously, it's because it has to break this lie she was living, you know, yep. and free Dr. Manhattan. So Cal can no longer exist. She, It's a death in yep. a sense, you know? Yep. That's hard for her. You know, you think about that. That's a tragedy too. Like, it's not just that we saw Dr. Manhattan come back and we're all excited. Oh, Dr. Manhattan, the superhero. She had to kill this, this husband, you know, who's the husband of her children. What, I mean, what, how are the kids going to take it? Well, yeah, they're going to be, they'll probably be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, after, after losing Judd and after losing their, their biological father and, and now losing him too. I mean, he'll still be there at some extent, but yeah. Wow. I mean, I, Oh man. Yeah. That's just, a lot of loss, you know? Yeah. Um, and pain. And that's what Damon knows how to write about that. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> no his doubt. thing. No. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's a great point, man. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so and the, do you think Will knows who Manhattan is? I think they, yeah, I think Will and Tr- I, I think that was so a too, part of it. Yeah, that's why yeah. they did it. That's why he gave her the pills. That's why, yeah, that's why they came to, that's why they built the clock there. That's, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that tells us a lot. We had been kind of theorizing, I think a lot of people had that the Millennium Clock had something to do with capturing Dr. Manhattan, the Calvary, right? Like they want yep. to get Dr. Man- so in a sense, yeah, we now know it is about Dr. Manhattan and yep. also becoming him an intrinsic field generator that they mentioned the Russians were building. Now we get to see it. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of brings a lot of the, uh, the pieces together as to why the story takes place here, why Angela's important. And yeah, I definitely think Will knows. And that's what True was saying. And that's why Angela just walked out and ran right right home. And you see the Calvary's outside waiting. Yeah. So I don't, I I cannot. The batteries, man, I'm telling you, the batteries. And the, I had to, I actually went after, because I I was able to watch it at East Coast time. So I had a little bit of time afterwards. And there was one part I had to go back and look at and put the captioning on to hear what they said. But when Angela and True are talking at one of the points earlier in the episode, every once in a while you can hear like a PA announcement going over the background. Mm -hmm. And one of them says, those with remaining metal implants need to report to get them removed. (laughs) I heard that. Yes. And I'm like, so... This uh, some kind of magnetic sound. I don't know. I am. I cannot wait to see what this thing does. Well, that's the, that's the other thing is I was a little bit the timing of everything kind of threw me because I figured when Angela was what Lady True said in four, you know, she said in eight hours and then six yeah. and then four and then. Angela's staring there in the hospital just before she sees the elephant, which was a wonderful touch. 
It's so yeah. Watchmen-esque, the squid, the animals, the elephant, and elephant doesn't forget. The, know, there's, it's the elephant stuff. thing, too, the, the Pedipedia thing from last week, Pachyderm Mom, yeah. Pachyderm is an elephant. That's great. That's putting great. memories <laughs> into them, elephants are known as like the thing that never forgets. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, it's just so... Oh, great. <laughs> um, but she so she sees Lady True and it looks like she's giving the speech just before she's going to turn the clock on. So yep. when Angela woke up after like subject is has taken out their thing, it keeps on beeping. I yep. thought when she woke up and everything was quiet and no one was there that the the millennium clock, whatever they were going to do, they had done it. But I guess not. Or maybe yeah, they have. I well, I mean, in the in the comic book, you don't find out about the squid attack until after it happens. Yeah, true. I mean, that's because like when you find out about it after after Rorschach and Night Owl go there, and he, they're like, "Why are you telling us all this stuff?" And he's like, "Do you think I would have actually told you this if I hadn't already done it?" And it he, they found out that he had done the attack half an hour before they even got there. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm glad I reread yeah. the book. I, I, and I don't know, and it might be completely opposite of that because there's been a lot of different reverse mirrors and that kind of thing and remixes, like Damon has said. So well, I just thought that was interesting. That's the first thing I thought of when, because I, I thought the same thing that the timing stuff was very confusing in this episode as to how close or far away it was to turning yeah. the clock on. So, no, I think, Andy, they've been doing that the whole season yeah. i think that the last episode mirrors the dr manhattan origin i mm -hmm. think the way the first couple episodes you know judd's death mirrors comedian's death right like we yep. I, I think that there's there's there and that's purposeful of course and yeah. i think now with the last we've only got two episodes left it's Ugh. just going to propel <laughs> And yeah. we're just going to move forward and trying to figure out. But let, let's talk a little bit about Lori. The whole scene with Judd's widow was fantastic. The trap door was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved her reaction, too, when she sees Keen the first time. She's like, a fucking trap door? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love Lori. Yeah. She's so great. She's like, oh, what are you going to tell me your fucking plan now? Yes, Come on. Yeah. Oh. She is great. Taking a little break to talk about our sponsor, Cufflinks.com. It's a Cyber Monday sale, 25% off site-wide, December 1st through the 3rd. And don't forget, if you send us an email, you'll be entered to win a prize. Marvel, Star Wars, or Disney, your choice, baby. Send us an email at dvrpodcast.com, and our sponsor, Cufflinks.com, will send you something, baby. If you win, that is, you're entered if you send the email. Not everybody that sends an email. We're not giving away that much stuff, folks, but you can do it by sending an email. And also, go to cufflinks.com, use that code CYBERMONDAY, save 25% off December 1st through the 3rd. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, 
check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore Adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. Thanks. James, another patron, Grandpa James, sent uh, emailed me a link to an article that Damon did a little email interview just before the episode aired. I'll include it in the show notes, and um, they talk. He talks a little bit about uh, the different aspects of the episode and about kind of like Lori's attitude, and he also talks about how keen how one of the things that they wanted to try to like, there are certain, you know, comic booky aspects. And one of them is kind of like that keen. He's a Senator. He's going to be president, but that's not enough for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he, now he wants to be Dr. Manhattan. He wants yeah. to be a God. It's not. And it's like, it's representative of the system and white supremacy that, they have been talking about this whole season that it's like the privilege, whatever you, the, the true histories that you know, this isn't enough. You have to dispel it and feel as though you are the victim in order to now claim even more power. Yep. You know, and I think that James Walk is, uh, I think that's his name, uh, is playing that character so great and the little back and forth between he and Lori, especially you knew what he was talking about too. I mean, they start the episode off with Dr. Manhattan's kind of backstory. We forgot to mention that part. Yeah. 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 That was a little bit of a clue. And yeah, some of that stuff was like taken directly from the panels of the the comic book as well. Like the giant Manhattan smashing, walking over all that stuff. And that was, oh, that was so great. Yeah. And I love the the way they shot it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was great stuff because that is, of course, in the movie too. And of course, people draw comparisons because the the visuals in the film, I did enjoy a lot. Yep. Um, And uh, that was kind of a cool scene. And the way that. They represent him constantly in Vietnam. He's everywhere. They're celebrating the, 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 the yep. I guess, VVM day. Yep. Which I don't know what that would mean. Victory Vietnam Manhattan yeah. day or something. Yeah. Something like that. I can't, I don't know. I'm not sure. But, um, and, and how he would be seen as this he- great hero in a land that's been conquered. It's very, you know, it harkens back to the earlier stuff that they showed with the Germans and the soldiers and the propaganda. Yep, and very just, similar. You know, yeah, how the institutions propagandize the mesmerism, baby. Yep. The mesmerism. <laughs> um, so what do you think about their plan? They're going to try to capture, kill, destroy, he said, Dr. Manhattan, and then be Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I took it as well, but I don't, uh, and it has to tie into the watch batteries and all that stuff, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know what else, because I know they, they, t- they brought up the thing about the lithium batteries again and how the, whatever the Manhattan ones that are, I'm assuming those are the ones powering the cars and all that stuff now. It, I mean, there has to be something about that. Yeah. I, I, and I and I just, the, um, the teleportation, are they going to like, all of a sudden sneak attack because they had these 
large, like rectangular black containers that had the true emblem on them. So are they going to try to put those around and then like entrap him? Because let's not forget, as a hustler pointed out, there was that great fade from the farm into when the car falls with Lori and you see what looks like almost these blue thing. And like, it would be like a trap, like a way to contain him. Um, and I, I wonder if that would they somehow teleport him directly into that trap or something. I don't. Mm, interesting. Like they, they corner him somehow somewhere else. I don't know. I, I'm. That's a part of it. I don't. It's hard to hard to wrap my head around all that part of it yet. I don't think we have enough information to make a real good guess there. Yeah. But I probably. I'm sure somebody will send something in that will make a lot more sense than what I'm doing out of it right now. So well, there has to be like different parts of it because there's the there's the capturing him containing him, destroying him. Then yeah. there's, oh, we're going to become him. So is Walt, is Keen going to step into this intrinsic field, try to become Doctor, and then defeat him? Or do they need his power to make a new one? I don't know. And how the hell did they find out about that? Well, and the, I was I just <laughs> thought know of how it to now. do it. I just thought of it now. I, I hadn't thought about this before. And I don't, th- I can't remember if they mentioned it at all on the series or not, but, in the end of the book, he gets he gets weakened by the by uh, what yes. are they tachyons or yep. something? Yep. And I don't think they've mentioned that at all in the TV show. Have the tachyons or anything like that? Nope. That's why I've been talking about the batteries, man. That I think that's yeah. what the batteries are. That they that's why the reason why they were recalled was not because they were harmful or the cancer Doctor Manhattan was uh, giving people. It's because he said to the government, like, you've got to recall all these batteries if you want my yeah. help in the future. That's I like that idea. You that know, makes that's a lot his more kryptonite. Sense. Um yep. I still man, I just I know we gotta go forward to that, but I'm still caught up <laughs> on the idea that he and Angela are in love. I love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and it and, and it, it that also definitely fits with his character because he's basically traded in for younger models twice already. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, he went from he went from right. He went yeah. from uh, well, uh, first, what was her name? Julie, I think, was the original. Janie, I think Janie. Janie, right? Which was, was was standing right out when the experiment happened when he became yep, that. That was, that was who. He, he went to get her watch out of the yep. uh, the fuel generator. Yeah, and then yeah, then uh, dumped her for. For uh, Blake. Yeah. And I think we have to, with with all of the hints in, in Viteland, with the watch and the play and all that kind of, I think we have to, I think it's, I, I would have no doubt that I think at this point, Dr. Manhattan put him there um, and the per, and maybe Lady True and that, that thing landing in the field is Vite because Vite wouldn't want, he'd want to save Dr. Manhattan. You know, yeah. I don't think that his, I don't think he'd want Dr. Manhattan killed and white supremacists to take over. I don't think so either. So maybe he's going to help like join the team and, uh, and kind of figure this out. Yep. I like yeah, that. I that one. I'm still, what did you think of the whole trial and all that, that whole scene? Uh, I thought it was great fun. The fart was funny. 
Um, it kind of was in line with what's going on. I like the way that in, this, in lieu of candles, this time they have to say it's day 365. Yeah. <laughs> of the trial, right? like, the, uh, I, I was the thing that I, the, the most, not important, but the thing that had struck most was why did he cry? I think he at does. The very, does he know he's going to have to kill them all again or something? I'm, I think he feels bad. I, I think he actually, I think underneath everything is a person who does want the world to be better, but whose ego gets in the way of that um, and power. And I, and I think perhaps it's a tip towards trying to kind of answer some of the questions of the comic which is why he, you know, why he chose to do what he did. And, yeah. you know, one thing that the comic doesn't do is really get to, because it has to obfuscate because he's the mysterious, he's the criminal in the end, right? He's the who done it. Yep. We yep. don't really get deep into his emotional state and he remains yeah, I mean this flamboyant genius you know yeah there's really not that much of him in the book it's not really it's not really about him that much yeah so this is an opportunity to see him stretch to his limits and with him only himself you know yeah um and and these creatures who are judging him and and in Mm -hmm. a sense are those three million people yeah yeah, it's just another version of them. Yeah. So I think that that this whole I was trying to figure out how that story melds thematically. I knew how I knew it, you know, there's going to be a a connection because it's Vite, but thematically yeah. with all the stuff we're talking about and it's that it's kind of that appropriation question, it's that conqueror, it's that um uh, in order for America to be founded, America is not only founded on slavery. America is founded on the genocide of the American Indian, uh, the Native yep. Americans. And um, in a sense, Veidt's decision to kill in order to progress society is that same kind of decision, you know? And yeah. I, I feel that that's what they were bringing up kind of in the trial. Um, and the, some of the, I'd have to go back. I only watched it this one time and a lot of yep. it's a blur, but I remember thinking yeah, of that because we've talked also, a lot about like slavery and institutions and stuff. But the thing that, that we haven't talked about is kind of that idea of how, you know, for societies to progress, we, we, as humans, we seem to have to massacre each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's a. That's the one I want to go back and rewatch too. I I just went and looked at a couple little spots, so I didn't. I, that was one part I didn't rewatch, but I was very curious about it. And it actually a little off topic, a little bit. It actually really reminded me of the trial that bookends Star Trek: The Next Generation with Q. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in this case, Q was the defendant. Ozzy is more like Q, but he's and like even some of the camera angles were similar, like the the laughing and the pointing and the. I don't, it was, oh, it just gave that's me a great! Really cool but you know what? In the next generation, doesn't Picard turn it on him and kind yeah. of say, "This is about you, not us." 
Uh, basically, yeah. Like you're I mean, the he, great he, being. Yeah, a little. Uh, if, if if I remember correctly, a little bit like that. It's I something. can't remember. It's been a couple of years since I've watched it, but oh, it just I, that was one thing that always because that that was the pilot episode and the finale episode had that same both things. And I, I seem to remember Damon talking one time before that he loved the finale of Next Generation. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was just a little tiny nod to it or something. I, yeah. Probably has nothing to do with it storyline wise. I just had a strong flashback to that when I watching that episode that scene. Yeah, but that that's exactly the thematic resonance that I was speaking of which is the question of humanity's need to conquer and take over, you know, like the fast, cheap and out of control. One of my favorite documentaries ever, Errol Morris, how we kind of have to like bulldoze through things. (laughs) We don't don't like arrive and go, hi, let's take a look. Mm -hmm. We arrive and we're like, get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So, (laughs) you know, I, I don't know. There's still a lot of questions because, I feel like we learned more about the Calvary's plan and we learned it than we did what mm-hmm. the millennium clock is doing or what lady true is doing is saving yeah. humanity, just stopping the Calvary or is it something else? It's got, it has to be more than that. Doesn't yeah. it? I, just, I feel like, it's, it. that seems like it's too simple. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it has to be a, um, not, you can't just like, they're not going to save anyone by just like, oh, we foiled this plan, lock them up. I mean, yeah, Cyclops is insidious, as we see again, and they showed us, I think, two or three times when when Hooded Justice picks up that map and it lists all the cities. Yep, and it has the symbol, so it's like it's yeah. everywhere, you know. Yeah, and because I mean, a lot of me doesn't. Th- I mean, even though it looks, it seems like True is trying to save Manhattan too. I don't necessarily. Something tells me she's got more going on too that might not be as mm. as good as as she's trying to play it or something. I just can't mm. quite figure out what it was. The, yeah. the, the one other, the little thing I picked up too from, from reading the book and the you know how in the book in between chapters they have like the little two or three like the kind of like basically like PDPedia but in mm-hmm. the in the comics. And one of them is about um, about um, what do you call it? nostalgia? The perfume that uh, Bite makes. And how it's going to be phased out, and the next product is going to be Millennium. Yeah, kind of like how True in this one does the nostalgia drug, and it's the Millennium Clock. Mm, yes, I thought, I thought that was an interesting connection. It's <laughs> obviously put there for a reason. If it actually means something or not, I don't know. But well, she in her speech that Angela watches on the window TV screen thing, she yeah. says, "My failure was." nostalgia but and the, but then i can't remember exactly what she says but it seemed to me that she was making reference to the millennium clock being an extension of that a correction of that yeah you know that and people that- chose to relive their sad memories again and again because they were fr- that's when she says that and yeah. then we don't get to see what the next step is yeah so that's why i'm i'm like that's how it's, it's like the same cause and effect. I'm trying to think with with being Doctor Manhattan defeating him is them defeating the the uh, Calvary enacting their plan, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and that will change the Calvary in some way. All I know is I don't know how they're going to wrap this up in two episodes. <sighs> I and, know, 
Damon better do a season two. If he doesn't, I'll be okay. He's the man. He can do what he wants. But I feel like I want so much more of this. Well, and I mean, maybe they, maybe they'll wrap it up clean or clean-ish. I mean, I don't, I don't know how though. There's still a lot of stuff. <laughs> what? Uh, who do you think? I mean, who do you think True's father is going to be? We're obviously going to meet him. Ah, nice. Well, some people have speculated that her father is the comedian. I mean, that's that, I've kind of assumed that just because I mean the he kills the pregnant woman in yeah. Vietnam. And Manhattan is right there. Manhattan could have somehow saved her. Yep. I mean, it it makes a lot of sense. I know in the Pedia thing that that gossip column thing said that was one of the fiction items in the the like when they did the news story of the right that thing. But it does say something weird though, too, doesn't it, Andy? It says um, that she met Doctor Manhattan and had a pleasant experience, like yeah, something something like that. Yeah. yeah, an enlightening experience. So if it, if that's true, that is so interesting because how is Lori going to react to that? Yeah. Um if they bring back the comedian and then also will it be Negan playing the comedian again? <laughs> it wouldn't you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they did some kind of crossover like that. For, for a long time, I never sent, I never sent this crackpot theory in, but for a long time, I would have the feeling that uh, I, what's the guy's name? Billy Crudup is that who yeah, played yep. in Manhattan? For a long time, I thought we were going to get Billy Crudup showing up at the end of this. I mean, season. they would do it. I mean, Damon would. Da- Are you kidding me? He would love to do that. And if if it is, and they purposefully didn't show, or what if what if. <laughs> Okay. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if they did if the the Minuteman TV show that's been the show within the show some of those actors appear. Oh, that's interesting. And the show the show within the show could be the movie. I don't know. I'm just I'm going crazy theory. Time now, <laughs> that probably won't happen. But I know that this is the one place I can get away with that. So. Uh yeah, man. Well, I was going to say when they show the hooded justice standing with the Minutemen, they purposefully blur all the other Minutemen except yeah. for, so you can't see who's playing. Cause everybody would look for, you know, who's, mm-hmm. who's Nida, who's the, right. And who's yeah. the comedian. You, you wouldn't be able to hide. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to hide that. Yeah. Um, well at that time the comedian was there, but that was night owl one, right? Cause the comedian's older yeah. than Dan. Yeah. Um, when, yeah. Cause well, the comedian knows both night owls. Right. Cause he was on the team for that long. Actually, yep. somebody reminded me or said, I didn't pick up on it, that that picture, that setting is actually just before, um, comedian attempts to rape, uh, yes. Silk Spectre one, that it was at hooded justice introduction that that happened. Yep, that's it's right after that. Yeah. Right after that picture is when that happens. And they yeah. skip over that. Yep. You know, so uh it's interesting. It, who else could it be? I mean, it could be Manhattan, I guess. Uh if if Manhattan can procreate, I don't even know if he can. So I yeah, I think that that's why Angela and Ma- and uh Caldi Yeah, have why they kids. adopt. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I or it could, um Will? That's that maybe. That's that could it Hmm, that's interesting. He did. Uh, it would also be why. I mean, he has a good connection with Lady True already. It could be her father, or, or Angela's father, or maybe 
Uh, oh, Angela's father. Well, yeah, because I'm Will. thinking it was Angela's father. Will would have been a lot older. He was, a, he was oh, yeah. working at a movie theater in New York, well, they said, there, right? And there's still something with Will, or with Will, though, how he, he basically de-aged and how he that the whole thing about him plucking the uh, plucking the egg out of the boiling water yes. and all that, none of that stuff has been revisited yet. That was some of the other stuff when I was rewatching the episodes earlier today. I'm like, why haven't there's been nothing explained about this part of it yet? It hints towards him not actually being Will, right? Like yeah, him, being a clone or something. Yeah, and and that like Bien, his yeah. memories before he died. They got all his memories, and yep. she made a new Will. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. I, I wonder if that is the case. It would explain why he's 108 and still, yeah. I don't know. That's that, that, that was one thing that really stuck out to me. I'm like, that's surprised. Cause that, that was a pretty big deal. We talked about all that for a long time and it yeah. hasn't been talked about in three or four episodes. So yeah. there's a lot, man. Oh, uh, yeah. you got anything else? One other quick thing. Uh, looking glass. Oh, right. What happened? They go, PD shows up there and the whole place, all the, all the, uh, seventh cavalry people are dead in the bunker. No sign of looking glass. What, what I don't. And they made a point to say one guy doesn't have his mask on. So does that mean, uh, looking glass must've taken the mask. Oh, nice. And infiltrated them. That's I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. There was so little to go there. I was kind of shocked by, Oh, he can get Lori out. I like that. Oh, uh-huh. I like that too. All right. Good job, Andy. I was trying to figure out why they, yeah, why they said one doesn't have a mask. And and then they showed the face. I was like, okay, are we supposed to recognize him? But I didn't think the inverse that yeah. someone took his mask and is using it. And that's, well, that's what I thought. That just came to me while we were talking. Cause that's at first, I thought the same thing. Cause they kind of zoomed in on the face. I'm like, I don't recognize that guy. I didn't, yeah. didn't think anything of it, but I just, <laughs> it was and he took. He must have been prepared because the last time we saw that, they were all coming in there. Yep, they were coming in there, and I don't know. I don't know. That's just another little cool little nugget hanging out there. That- it is, and you know, I'm just. I keep on thinking about Angela, knowing that 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 Cal is Doctor Manhattan, and even through all what dedication, even through Judd getting killed, the yeah. White Knight, and everything, he still remained as Cal. Yep. Right? Yeah. Never not, became Dr. Manhattan. Maybe that night he did to save her, but we don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's wow. yeah. I can't oh I cannot wait till the for the next couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. Excited. All right, man. Well, this was uh, just as I thought. We had a great conversation, brother. You brought great ideas. I always love talking to you. Um, do you want to tell people how they can follow you on the Twitter or have any last words for us? Um, what is my Twitter thing? I don't even remember what it is. Um, my Twitter name is gopher1977, I think. There you go. Yeah. And otherwise, uh, go to the DVR Facebook group. I'm always chiming in there and giving my opinion where it's not needed. So <laughs> no, it's always needed, brother. That's, that's the best great. spot. That's the best spot to get a hold of me at. Yeah, cool. Yeah, join our Facebook group. Um, actually, I think that Elena, our newest patron, joined today. So she'll be chatting with us as well. And uh, everybody go and subscribe, download. Thank you, Andy, for taking the time for coming on. Um, 
Yeah, we're gonna we'll hear from you again. You know, actually, I've been talking to. I want to get back to maybe after in between Watchmen and some. Gosh, January is crazy. Curb. I think I'm going to be doing Curb, Bachelor, and I might be doing another show. Oh, and Mindhunter too. So a lot of stuff. But uh, I want to sneak in maybe a couple movies in uh, in December. So maybe we'll have you come back on and, and we can talk a holiday movie. I might be doing a Christmas story with John. Oh, um, we've been nice, talking about nice. it. So maybe you and I can pick out like a fun Christmas thing and just chat and have fun with it. Yeah, that would be great. A good holiday movie. Yeah. Like, uh, like Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, really got me in the holiday spirit tonight. So good old Hit, family fun yeah they're hitting your husband in the head with a hammer yeah uh, yeah it was brutal um yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right everybody thanks so much for listening downloading and all that i'll be back on wednesday with aaron i'll be back with roberto on friday next sunday for the penultimate episode i'm gonna have dan um from tower of babel You can go and listen to their podcast, go subscribe to their podcast about Watchmen. And then for the finale, I have not yet had anyone. I'm looking. I've got some feelers out. We'll see how it happens. Hopefully, I'll be able to announce something soon. But until then, thanks for listening. Thank you, Andy. And peace out, everyone.